From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for August 4th, 2010 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, Walter Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, and Max the Intern, back in the peanut gallery. In this week's show, Walter and I will tell you about our just-completed Adventures by Disney backstage magic trip, and Kevin Close has his review of the Portobello Yacht Club at Downtown Disney. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire in this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the show, everyone. It is uh, good to be home, although the weather in California was to die for. Nothing short of spectacular, perfect, flawless, flawless, incredible weather that we had. Not one day of clouds, not one day of rain, uh, no humidity. The night times were low 60s, high 50s. It was wonderful. Just incredible. Just absolutely incredible. Incredible weather to go along with an incredible trip. Uh, Perfect. A perfect trip. A perfect trip. But we're going to get to that in a little bit. But before we do, uh, we want to do a couple things in housekeeping. Uh, First of all, I want to remind everyone about uh, our Adventures by Disney trips, our Backstage Magic trips for next year. We have three of them scheduled. Uh, I don't have the dates off my head. I know it's February April and July. February 20th through the 25th. April 17th through the 22nd. And July 31st through August 5th. Okay. Well, they have them off their head, <laughs> top of their heads. So. We've been working with them a lot lately. Yes, we've been getting them. They've been coming in pretty good, um, especially since I, we got out there and started covering it. Uh, we saw a lot come in. But we do have an announcement to make. We do. About those trips. Uh, I thought my head was going to explode when John told me he had... Uh, managed to arrange this. Well, first, I think we want to say we've worked out a schedule of who will be on each trip. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to get. I'm going to get to all that. Okay. I just want to kind of do some uh, some background here. Uh, when we announced these trips, uh, I had told everyone that we could not guarantee Club Thirty Three. Uh, some things. There were some problems with us promoting Club Thirty Three. We were we were making these arrangements on our own for Club Thirty Three. We were contracting on our own. And that violated some constitutional right that Club 33 has or something. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, the, the food and beverage manager at Disneyland got her panties in a nut. Uh, and by her, I mean him. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, we, we, you know, what happens on these trips normally is if Club 33 is available, we get it. But normally it's done, I think, at the Plaza Restaurant or one of their other restaurants there in Disneyland for breakfast. So, uh, of course, we like to plus these trips. We like to do something on these trips that is extra. And uh, so, John, why don't you go ahead and say what you're going to say, and then I will tell people what Okay. the big surprise is. What we, uh, we've been asked a lot is which of the podcast team will be on each of these adventures. And we worked out our schedules. As a matter of fact, we did it like two seconds before the show started. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete and Walter will be on each adventure. I'm going on everything. Because he's greedy. and uh, <laughs> Because I love the trips. And yes. Uh, the February 20th trip, Kevin and I will be going. The April 17th trip, 
I think that's the one I get mixed up on. April 17th through the 22nd. That will be... Kathy and Teresa. Excellent. And the July 31st trip will be Corey and Julie. So if you have a favorite podcaster you want to travel with, our feelings won't be hurt if one trip is more popular than another. And we'll probably work Max, the, Max the intern in there somewhere. Probably he'll have to travel with me because I need a, a person. <laughs> a person. I am not paying for Max to go on this adventure. Here he went to the Mediterranean. <laughs> Good point. He's no, he'll stay. follow behind us in a rickshaw <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> run, Max, run. <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, that's that's uh, who from the podcast team will be on these adventures. Uh, but there's going to be something else. Uh, my head nearly exploded when John told me this. I, I found out about this the uh, last night of the current, of the just, uh, of the just completed Adventures by Disney trip. On all three of our adventures next year, everyone who joins us will get the opportunity to have a private lunch with none other than Disney legend Marty Sklar. You've heard of di- you've heard of lunch with an Imagineer. You're this is the lunch with the, the Imagineer. Imagineer. That's how we're going to dub it. Um, you'll the whole group will we're going to get a private dining room somewhere, and Marty's going to spend a couple hours with us. Uh, you'll be able to interact with him and talk with him and ask questions. Like an animatronic and interactive <laughs> animatronic. <laughs> the questions have been asked on the board if they get to take Marty Sklar home with them at night, and the answer is no. Really? Um, part of this um, plus that we've done is in addition to the lunch with Marty and being able to interact with him and I'm sure take pictures with him and do all that sort of thing, in addition to uh, spending time with Marty at the, at the lunch, and being able to talk to him and ask questions and get pictures taken and all that cool stuff. Everybody, once they are done with the adventure, when they get home, will receive a copy of um, his book about Herb Ryman, which is... A Brush with Disney. A Brush with Disney. And uh, he is going to personalize it and sign it and send that to everybody. So it's kind of a twofold... Is he going to put on like big, big red lipstick and then like kiss, <laughs> kiss the book? It, yeah, yeah, like a big Marilyn Monroe signature yeah. he's going to put in it. So we think that's great. We think in addition to having FaceTime with him, you get this uh, souvenir of your time with him. And you are talking about a couple of hours alone in a room with, at the most, 30 other people. Because that's, oh, by the way, that's the other thing. We're maxing these, each of these trips out at 30 people. Um, and I'll explain that in a little bit. But uh, you want to talk about one-on-one time with the most legendary Imagineer outside of Walt Disney himself. Uh, who has ever lived and Opened every major Disney theme park In the world Every attraction you love Every attraction you uh, have loved and enjoyed Over the last couple of decades uh, Went through this man's hands Now he's not going to give a presentation He's not going to stand up there and talk nope. and anything. You're going to be able to sit down with him In a casual atmosphere and have time with him And uh, as, as someone who had the, uh, the great honor of being able to do that back in December, mm-hmm. a small group of us had dinner with Marty before Dizapalooza. Um, it is chilling. Is the only word I can describe when he talks about Walt. Because he's not talking about Walt in the way that most cast members or managers or even Bob Iger or uh, Michael Eisner would talk mm-hmm. about Walt. He talks about Walt as someone he knew and someone he worked with. Yeah. Like I walked in his office, he told me this, yeah. <laughs> I went and did it. And there is something to the way he talks about Walt that is unlike anything I've ever heard from anyone else I've ever met. 
uh, and hmm. I, I'm going to tell you that's another reason I have to do all three of these trips. <laughs> I'll be like the, the Marty Stalker. When we had when we had dinner with him, I was very starstruck. I mean, you're you're sitting right across from him, and you really don't know what to ask him or how do you start this conversation. Well, yeah, because I didn't, you know, I felt the same way because I'm sitting next to him, and I I didn't want to just start screaming like a, a, a schoolgirl at a Jonas Brothers concert, like one of those girls with the cat eye glasses in Ed yeah. Sullivan's theater. Yeah, exactly. Where the Beatles were playing. Right. Um, I thought I'd do a little bit more recent reference with Jonas Brothers, but yes. Um, no, they've all seen them. And we know you have cat eye glasses. Well, because, no, no, you were in the Ed Sullivan Theater with the cat eye glasses. Um, I'm old enough. And uh, uh, this, I, I just, I mean, what a, what a fantastic, uh, what a fantastic, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Uh, so if you want to join us on these trips, February, April, July of next year. You, me, other people, <laughs> and Marty Sklar. Doesn't get better than that. Does not get better than that. A couple that. of people on the thread that I posted about the exciting news kind of guessed who yeah, this was. They guessed who it was, but they guessed things like he was going to give us a private tour of Imagineering. You were going to get to use Marty Sklar's bathroom kind of thing. Exactly. Nope. Private lunch. Private lunch. You get to watch him eat. Please leave the man alone when he has to go to the restroom. You gotta, you gotta watch him chew with his mouth open. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so make him wh- steal his, his napkin. I have Marty Sklar's DNA. Yeah, like on the Big Bang Theory. I'm gonna clone him. I um, now, in, in terms of those adventures by Disney trips, after this trip that we just took, we had a smaller, a much smaller group, half the size of the group that we had in April. We had 44 in the group in April. We had 21 on this one. Uh, I I realized that. Uh, uh, having that smaller group was really a lot more. Uh, it, it, it just made a better experience. Not that I didn't have a wonderful time in April, but it was a, a much better experience for everybody. I think I was able to spend more time with everybody. I was able to, you know, know everybody's names, and um, it was a lot easier on the guides. It was a lot easier on us, and I think it was a lot better for the people who were actually on the trip. So that for that reason, we are maxing these trips out at thirty. Per trip. There's also, I think... Um, and that's 30 guests per trip that does not include the podcast team. Also, I think that allows for when we do have our lunch with Marty, people will have a chance to interact with him. Yeah. I think if the group is too big, people are going to not you know, get that time with him. And we want everybody to have a, a fair shake. Exactly. And I can tell you now that the April and July trips are filling fast. Yes. They are filling fast. So if it's something that you're interested in doing, I would, I'd pull the trigger. Now, I know some people are waiting on Paris. Uh, the announcement on our, our, our the Paris, uh, Disneyland Paris, London Paris trip that we're, that we're planning with Adventures by Disney. I'm hoping to have that information soon. I was hoping to have it last week, but uh, Disney is really, uh, really putting a great deal of time and effort into planning out this extra Paris add-on for us to make sure it's special, which I really appreciate. And... So I will be as patient with them as they need me to be because I want that to be a spectacular trip. That's something we're planning for next October. Can I just jump in and say that this is not the same Paris add-on that's available to guests who book Adventures by Disney? Adventures by Disney books us a London-Paris trip, and then for X number of dollars, you can add three nights at Paris. However, your adventure ends in the city of Paris, and then you're at Disneyland Paris on your own. Right. That, that will not be actually part of... Our adventure. Right. We are asking them basically to create a custom adventure for us. Correct. 
And this will include the Adventures by Disney experience in Disneyland Paris. It means we will have guides. We will have other stuff. No details on that yet. They are working on it. I know for a fact I've been kept in the loop from our folks over at Disney. Hi, Mary Ellen, who are doing a wonderful job uh, trying to get this put together for us. So this will be a very special trip. And I just we've, we've said it before. I want to reiterate it to manage everyone's expectations. This will be an expensive trip. Go take a look at the cost of the City and Nights and Lights stores for next October in uh, at a, you know uh, for Adventures by Disney, and figure there's gonna it's gonna be more than that because we're doing the extra extra time in Disneyland Paris. So please keep all that stuff in mind. You know how you said you were going on the three trips next year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Paris. I'm going to Paris too. <laughs> So, I'll see you there. Well, we may even, I, I may even let you fly in the same plane as me. Um, because I have to have a private plane. Oh, I'm letting you know that now. Oh, is that what it is now? You have to charter me a private plane, John. Uh, but, no, this is really... Uh, this is... this is we get some exciting stuff coming up next year. Some real exciting stuff. And uh, working on a couple other things, too. Working on a, these other things. Other There's things. always things in the works. Always things going on. So, that's my housekeeping. Anybody want to top that? Anybody think they can top Marty's score? I don't think I can do. I can top Marty. No, but we had an interesting run-in with some dizzers. Run-in? Well, interesting in air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) We were leaving Hollywood Studios, headed to downtown Disney. Um, I had gotten some ornaments personalized, and all of a sudden, there are people honking behind us, and I see like a woman like out of her window wearing Mickey ears and waving. It was Alicia, Lenny. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wasn't they were directly behind us. Um, the only way they knew it was us, and I even asked her this. We have LSU like hit a hitch thingy that toe says hitch. LSU a tow hitch that says LSU. The license plate cover says LSU, and then we have our Down syndrome magnet. So I think we were a dead giveaway that we were <laughs> Julie and Corey. <laughs> there you go. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> Oh, we also have some thank yous. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to thank Nicole because she sent us some tasty sugar cookies and some crackers. Yeah, some cheese sticks from uh, North Carolina. Nicole was on our Adventures by Disney trip, and she uh, sent those to us, which or gave those to us out in California, which was very sweet. Nicole was very sweet. She really was. Loved getting, the, getting to know her. And we also have to say thank you to Stacy and Jeff Giovanello, who sent us the most amazing – Walter just got it this morning – the most amazing uh, edible arrangement of fruit – that I've ever seen. It's gigantic. Um, it's it is. It was stunning. way cool to see it in person. I've only seen them on TV, and I've always I thought about you know. Like I want someone boss. to send me that. It, it was quite tasty, unbelievable. It's very good and really good fruit. Yes, really good fruit. So thank you so much for that, Stacy and Jeff. Again, pleasure meeting you on our trip as well. Had a pleasure meeting everybody on that trip. It was just it was awesome. So cool, cool. Uh, anything else? Anything else for housekeeping? Housekeeping going once, going twice. And we'll throw it over to Johnny Magi with the news. Our first news story is Disney plans to buy Playdom. The Walt Disney... Pl- plans to buy what? Playdome. Oh. Play- I thought I said Playdom. Yeah, like Play-dom. to plate the food. No, Playdom. <laughs> P-L-A-Y-D-O-M. The Walt Disney Company has announced plans to buy social game developer Playdom, Inc., in a deal worth up to $763 million. The Mount- Mount- oh, why don't they buy us? The Mountain View, California-based company is among the leading makers of online social games. 
including Social City and Sorority Life, and engages an estimated 42 million active players each month, Disney said in a statement released late Tuesday. The deal will position to strengthen its digital Disney's digital gaming portfolio and allow the company to interact with consumers on Facebook and MySpace. Both of them. <laughs> this is tough. Is it MySpace dead? No. Oh. Yeah, it's close to it. <laughs> n- not doing as well as Facebook is, but it's terminal. This acquisition furthers our strategy of allocating capital to high growth businesses that can benefit from our many characters, stories, and brands, de- delivering them in a creatively compelling way to a new generation of fans on the platforms they prefer, said Robert Iger, Disney CEO. Uh, Disney said Disney said Playdome will initially receive $563.2 million in the deal and re- could reap an additional $200 million if it meets performance targets that were not made public. The deal is expected to close by the end of Disney's 2010 fiscal year in October. Well, hmm. everyone's excited about that. Yeah, and just poke me, poke me when it's over. <laughs> well, I think this is a big, this is something big for Disney. I mean, they're getting involved in social media in a way that they will not be able to control. This is not Disney's website. This is not Disney creating that game they created where they had complete control over it. These are interactive social games. That Disney's not going to have any control over. Well, I think they have some control over it, obviously. You think they're going to filter what people like in those interactive games say to each other and stuff? Well, I, I think they will develop games where that kind of interaction is limited. Um, we'll see. We'll see what they do. What was that game they had a long time ago that was not a long time ago? Virtual Magic Kingdom. Virtual Magic Kingdom. Which was a, a, a management nightmare for them. Because they had, you know. They micromanaged what? Two, 200 million 11 year olds. Um, trying to get stuff and you know it was very popular though i mean i shouldn't say just 12 year olds because there were a lot of adults doing it too but you know i think this is an interesting step for disney especially given our next story disney sells miramax for for 660 million dollars they don't want to work with gwyneth paltrow again really walt disney company is selling Miramax Films to a group of investors for $660 million. Which has just got to be eating Harvey Weinstein alive. The deal announced July Friday, July 1st, 2010, ends speculation that, founder, that founders Bob and Harvey Weinstein, who lent the names of their parents, Miriam and Max, to the company, could, could regain control of the studio they launched more than three decades ago. With ownership of the studio, passes the rights to long catalog of Oscar films, including Shakespeare in Love, Chicago, and No Country for Old Men. Disney has been looking to sell Miramax since January amid a studio overhaul, deciding that the label no longer resonated with its family-centric brands such as Pixar and Marvel. The entertainment company signed an agreement with Film Yard Holding, an investor group led by construction magnate and Hollywood outsider Ronald Tudor. Also pitching in on the deal is Colony Capital LLC, a real estate investment group, and its CEO, Tom Barrick. Tudor, Tudor and his partners put down a non-refundable deposit of $40 million with Disney last Thursday. Disney said the deal could close as soon as September 10th. For Disney, the sale furthers a strategy of focusing on movies from which it can draw multiple streams of revenue, analysts said. Because no one wants to ride the Shakespeare in Love ride? Exactly. This is all about the fact that that studio hasn't put out anything that's been a blockbuster and 
you know, if they were putting out films that people were going to see in droves, this wouldn't be a question anymore. Well, it stopped doing that because Harvey Weinstein. Right, Weinstein wrote this word. Although he hasn't been able to recreate that success with his new studio, but. I mean, if they put out something that people were seeing and that they were generating revenue from, this wouldn't be an issue, but they're just looking to, to cut the waste. And our fun, um, big news stories, huh? Everybody's really excited about these so far, huh? Thrilled. Yeah, really. <laughs> and I made a Gwyneth Paltrow joke. What do you want from me? You did. You might as well take a nap or something. Our last story is six busted in theme park ticket resale scheme. According to WFTV.com, reports that a half dozen people were arrested over the weekend for allegedly reselling used multi-day theme park tickets. <sighs> Investigators said the suspects are running their illegal business out of stores in Osceola County, but the illegal ticket sale operation ended over the weekend when deputies and theme park executives teamed up to take them down. The Osceola County Sheriff's Office said the six, six suspects targeted tourists looking to buy theme park tickets to Walt Disney World, SeaWorld, and Universal Orlando. Investigators said the crooks would, be the, would go to the theme parks, buy used multi-day tickets from guests on their way out, and then turn around and sell those tickets. The crackdowns are part of a yearly, yearly undercover sting spearheaded by the tourist policing unit. I didn't realize it was a tourist policing unit. Deputies said the suspects operated their business out of five stores stores along Earlo Bronson Highway Memorial Highway. Uh, that's 192 for people who are listening. I was just going to say that's 192 for those of you who are in that area. And you, we've all and seen what, those what stinks kiosks. Ab- and what stinks about this is that it it, it makes people uh, question the legitimacy of legitimate ticket brokers. Mm-hmm. There are legitimate ticket brokers out there. Uh, you know, we have a relationship with the official ticket center. That's legitimate. They buy those tickets from Disney. They're not buying them from people coming out of theme parks. Uh, and there are several others. I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, official ticket center is the only one. There are several others. But uh, this, you know, that's what bothers me about this is that automatically that whole industry, that whole thing is given a bad name. And, and it's unfair because there are some very reputable companies out there uh, doing this. And then, uh, during the course of the undercover investigation, detectives collected more than 2,000 theme park tickets valued at nearly $400,000. Sheriffs plan other undercover operations soon. Now, were these tickets that actually had days on them, or were they tickets that were... They didn't specifically say, but one of the quotes from one of the officers was, when the tourists purchase these tickets, they'll go to the theme parks, try to use them, and they can't. Yeah. So whether it means Disney said we know that these aren't your ticket and you can't use them, or whether they bought tickets that are not valid anymore. If the if the place you're buying your tickets from is not a permanent structure, yeah. Okay. If it's set up in a parking lot, if it's somebody approaching you in a strip mall, run. Do not give them your money. Or if it's in a converted Krispy Kreme, yeah, a giant <laughs> ice cream cone. Stay away. You know, it's just it's insane. It's insane. Well, the other problem, too, is there used to be um, a standardization for uh, tourist centers in central Florida. You used to be able to tell what an official tourist center was by the look of it. And now these um, sleazy operators have taken over that. So you can't even tell anymore when you go to an official tourist center if it really is something that's put out by the tourist bureau. If it's in a store where they sell five T-shirts for $10, I would be leery. Yeah. Agreed. 
That's it for the news. All right. Well, thank you, John. We'll move on to rapid fire. I... Okay. Uh, As Kevin comes lunging across the table. What the it's like on a... With a blue card. <laughs> no, I have my blue card of information. Me first. Are you going to go or well, what? Oh, I thought he was, I was waiting for him to say, go ahead. <laughs> I was just looking at my... Monitor? My monitor here. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. See? I told you. I have to tell you about a bargain I found. John and I found. Uh, we talk about Delish Bakery all the time and Whole Foods and Payway are right there at the intersection of Sand Lake Road and Turkey Lake Road. Well, we have found another bargain <laughs> at Sado Sushi. It is a sushi restaurant and between 5 p.m. I would hope so with a name like Sado Sushi. They're, they're I'm not going to hide this at all. They're Indian cuisine. Japanese steak. Uh, between 5 and 7, they have a $3 bar and lounge only happy hour menu. Uh, you don't have to drink. You don't. You have to sit in the bar and lounge, and they've got some great, comfortable tables away from the bar, so it doesn't actually feel like a bar atmosphere. But for three dollars, they have garlic lime edamame, spicy teriyaki boneless wings, spicy tuna salsa dip, uh, katsu onion rings, beef tataki, crawdaddy roll, and spicy Korean quesadilla. We went last week. And there are seven items at $3. We ordered six of the seven items, and that was our dinner. These are nice-sized portions. The spicy teriyaki boneless wings are uh, pieces of chicken finger-like, and they have a teriyaki sauce on the side. The katsu onion rings are done in panko panko breadcrumbs. They're incredible. Uh, we tried the beef tataki. It was the only one of the things I didn't care for. Uh, the garlic lime edamame is terrific. And the spicy tuna salsa dip comes in a martini glass. And if you're a sushi fan, it's sushi-grade tuna with a little bit of spiciness and some uh, almost like nacho chips, but they're not. They're fried dough crisps to eat them a- a- as a dip. This is a great deal. You can fill up for $3 a serving. There is stuff on there. The spicy Korean quesadilla wasn't spicy at all, but it did have a little bit of chicken and cheese in it, and you got three good-sized pieces of it. And their entire sushi bar menu is available to you, as well as the menu from the dining room. But it's only between 5 and 7, and you do have to sit in the bar and lounge area to take advantage of these. But I have to tell you, if, if you were looking for a quick light supper... You get two or three of these, and you've got a $10 dinner. Nice. That's my rapid fire. Cool. Thank you, Kevin. I did. <laughs> what? What? I, was, I thought you were going to say who's next. I no. I, what, I, I you usually, only get to go first, and then we go around the table, around Walter. The table. You've been away Damn. that long? My Lord. No, he just does, he doesn't pay attention. <laughs> Corey. High School Musical 3 Senior Year Stage Show is coming to an end. Oh, God. Oh, thank thank God. you, God. Okay, now that how it works. <laughs> it's not completely over. When they say um, senior, are they in Walker? <laughs> the golden years. Yeah. They're going back to school. Um, it's coming to an end at Hollywood Studios and California Adventure. October 22nd is going to be the... Um, a new show is coming. October 2nd is going to be the last show at Hollywood Studios. October 17th is going to be the last show at California Adventure. The new show begins on October 22nd. The show is being described as a rock concert style show and incorporates music from the High School Musical series and Camp Rock. 
So uh, they're taking away High School Musical and bringing bring back, back High School Musical? I guess just <laughs> not like as a... Because it's not Disney unless they beat an intellectual property into the ground. I was wondering when they were going to bring Camp Rock into so yeah, Camp, yeah, no, Camp Rock, um, I think that's what the, the Jonas Brothers and yes, Demi Lovato. Yeah. It is. The second one's coming out so, about that same time. So I'm like a Disney that. expert now. We've had a 13-year-old in our house for three weeks. After the senior years, these are the left-back years. <laughs> the kids I just hate the that reunion. the stage blocks the hat. <laughs> Remedial. High school union. Well, the, sor- the sorcerer's hat. I mean, it ruins your photo. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm so fed up because you know they still run the High School Musical thing every 11 minutes. We were out there and you couldn't run away from in it. California Adventure. I'm like, okay, when will this die already? Yeah. So I think instead of people jumping around and doing little cheerleading stunts, they're gonna. It's just gonna be music, like uh, a rock concert. Well. All right. <sighs> Let it, yeah, that rock gets quotes as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. Thank you, Corey. Julie. The third annual Taste of Downtown Disney takes place August 12th. That's next week at 6 p.m. It's a fundraiser for the Children's Hospital of Orange County. There'll be live entertainment, a champagne reception, appetizers, olive oil tastings, and wine pairings. The restaurants that will be participating are the Catal Restaurant, Uva and Uva Bar, ESPN Zone, House of Blues, La Brea Bakery, Naples, Restaurante y Pizzeria. Sorry, that's my Italian accent. Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen and Tortilla Joe's. It'll be $50, and guests need to check in at the Children's Hospital of Orange County Welcome Table, which will be by, by the Valet Loop. And valet parking will be complimentary. Had one of the best meals I've had in a very long time at Ralph Brennan's this trip. Oh, was, good. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Pete even ate crab cake. And Ooh. It. Out of this world. Yeah. Like, he saw my crab cake and he's like, can I taste that? I'm like... Because where's Pete? Mike normally, the only yeah, normally the only time I would eat seafood is if I was drinking. <laughs> and so he like looked at me like, okay, are you doing something I don't know about? And it just they look so appetizing. These crab cakes look so good. And I'm like, let me taste one. I would have ordered this and eaten it. That's how good it was. Good. So, but that's for another. That's for another show. Segment. But uh, we had a lot of good meals. We had a lot of good meals downtown. Disney. We d- if I lived there, I would definitely go to that because all the restaurants have. Exactly. I would to, go to the place to eat. Yeah, well, yes. that is I mean, it sounds like a, it's a good event. It's for a good cause. Yeah. go out and help them out. Good cause and good food. All so good food down there. Yeah, a lot of good, lot of good restaurants in downtown Disney. So that's awesome. Thank you, Julie. Okay, uh, Main Street Electrical Parade is extended indefinitely. Um, the return of the Main Street Electrical Parade to the Magic Kingdom has been extended. Um, it was supposed to end August fourteenth, but now they're keeping it until good. Good. I, I was hoping they would extend it. People seem to like it a lot. It's so. yeah. It's a great show. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Yanni. Uh, so you can. T- I, I don't know if you guys can tell my energy levels are somewhere t- down around the basement. I am so jet lagged and so tired right now. That's why I'm like, okay, come on, come on, come on. Next. <laughs> Next. Moving. Story time with Bell at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom is going away. October fifteenth. However, will I go on? (laughs) (laughs) I'm returning my annual payoffs. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's going to be replaced by a play and greet with the Tangled film stars Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. Oh, do you get to pull Rapunzel's hair? I hope so. (laughs) Although the trailers for that look really good, it does look good. I'm excited. We saw the trailer for that. I used to love that story. Looks really, really good. Looks funny. So, so if you need to see. Bell, make sure you get there by October 15th. All right. Thank you, John. Teresa. Yeah, the Disney store is offering a new kind of an interactive thing where you can track your tea's journey from seed to shirt. 
when you buy a hundred. Tra- I'm sorry. Wait, track, track your, your what? Track your tea, your t-shirt. T- oh, oh, okay. That's what I they normally drink. are called. Yeah, this t-shirt. Is like hiding well, your this candy is kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, um, when you buy the hundred percent organic cotton t-shirts, there's a unique number. Each one has a unique number, and you can track it from its beginning as a cotton seed. The Lady Shepley. That's so cool. Teresa's cool. the Lady Shepley. Stella and I did this, and it's really cool. I mean, it it shows. The cotton field, and then there's different things you can click on to see what's going on. Children Little children from Bangladesh. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say. And it, does, it does take you to the country where takes the shirt was. You, takes you inside the sweatshop. <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford's sweatshop it kids. Does show, I thought it was interesting because in the beginning. <laughs> so you're Wait. just making nickel. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Your t-shirt. Listen, Let her finish. Let me finish. Yes, it's organic. That's why. Let me finish. You weren't paying attention. Let her finish. Okay, so anyway. You buy your shirt, you take it home, you've got this unique number on it. Um, you go to um, DisneyStore.com slash TrackMyTea, you put the number in, and it shows you um, where the cotton was grown, where, where it started. The sweatshop that was made in. No, and then it takes it to um, different places where, like the one we did, we just did a random one to see how it worked. It took us to... Um, Taiwan? No, we ended up in Honduras. Where the oh. mice from Cinderella weave the but fabric. I, I think it was interesting. In the beginning, it showed little people, like organic farmers, you know, in America doing this really cool thing. Then it <laughs> takes you to, to They Honduras. were little people? Well, it was people in the little cotton field. And then it takes you to Honduras, <laughs> and it shows... You know, a woman. You know, people get honest about interrupting you, but you're going to throw stuff like that out. Come on, I'm human. It was real interesting. Little people in the cotton fields. You know what I'm? You know what I'm thinking right now? Loompa's making (laughs) t-shirts. No, she see, she's just like me. She uses little as an like an adjective, not just like meaning little little people. Why not? But she's not using it for. Seems like one. It is one. A group of people. Okay. Just shut up. So anyway, and that takes you, um, where's it go after that? So it goes to Honduras. Yeah, and then it comes back and it shows you the, um, where it's the, the, the longshoreman getting payoffs. Takes you to um, where it's packaged, and then it shows you where it goes, where the Disney store ends up, the Disney store you bought it at. I think that's it's, really, it's really cool. And, and then that whole, is cool. And the whole trip, it, gives, it has little interactive things you can do. Within each little area. Poke the Hondurans that are making these shirts. Shows you how the cotton gin works and things like that. So I thought it was kind of interesting. This is the point where Disney marks it up 3,000%. (laughs) You get to tell the little sweatshop kids, no, they can't have a break. (laughs) No lunch for you. (laughs) And Teresa, this is online. Faster, faster. It is. Disney store. Disney store. store.com. Track my tea. Cool. Backslash sweatshop. You guys are so wrong. We are wrong. Nothing we can do about it. <laughs> Kathy. Well, John took mine, but I'll sorry, just, Kathy. I'll add a few details that, in case anybody's worried, um, Belle that was there, she's going to be there till September the twelfth. But you can still find her at Mickey's Toontown Fair in the Celebrated Dream Come True Parade and at Cinderella's Royal Table. Cool. So the new show. Did you say that October twenty fifth? But Story Time with Belle goes away September twelfth. Oh, I thought they ended one. No. September 12th ends story time with Belle. October 15th is the new one. So what are they going to do in between? Nothing. Get ready for the new one. Comb out Rapunzel's hair. Yeah. Practice. (laughs) Put in her weave. Okay, cool. All right, well, thank you, everybody. That'll do it for Rapid Fire for this week. We're going to move on to our first segment. Walter and I are going to chat just a little bit about our 
Adventures by Disney trip. Uh, not going to do a whole thing like we did uh, for the last trip because uh, apparently we gave out just the right amount of information. Yes, we didn't spoil um, it for some people. I was, I was really concerned about that when we started this trip. I'm like, oh, no, you know, we, we, we covered this stuff on the show because everybody was telling us that they had listened to that show like 50 times yeah. before this trip. And I'm like, I hope we didn't spoil it for them. And, uh, you know, the, the feedback I got was that, no, we didn't. So I, I want to be very careful for the people who are going next year, not to spoil anything. So I'm not going to give a lot of details other than to say that Adventures by Disney listened, must have listened to that show. Anything that was a little bit bad last time was improved this time. The opening night dinner uh, is no longer at Trost of Air. Oh, it's wow. done in the hotel. Um, banquet style A little odd There was no choice of meals It was just chicken <laughs> But it was good chicken well, good. It was a good meal and I'd we rather had, have good chicken than a choice of bad stuff Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. So uh, the the breakfast at uh, the, uh, soda shop. the soda shop Was Improved It was still the powdered eggs But I don't They were better <laughs> They were better They had an extra powder Half as many people also could, That might have been a, could have That might have helped Could have been we were in there pretty snug that day. Yeah. And the first night we were pretty snug until we started rearranging furniture. So, it, uh, Did they so, still do the game show? Yes. Mm-hmm. They brought that down. Yep. Uh, and uh, lunch at the Jim Henson studio was the same stuff as last time, except it wasn't left out for two and a half hours. Well, people who ate the hamburger said it was really good. I remember last time I didn't care for my, my veggie. Everyone who ate it said they liked it. And my veggie burger was delicious. I um, had the shrimp so, pasta and it, had, it was very good. Everybody... Every, you know, we had no negative, no negative comments on the food, so they definitely listened to us there. And uh, we understand they did not give us any details, but there are going to be changes in this tour in 2011. Um, they're changing some stuff. They're adding some stuff. They're doing some stuff different. I don't know what that stuff is. Yeah, I can't get that information from anybody. Uh, you know, I don't, I, and I don't want it because it was nice. Either. There were things on this tour that were changed from the last time. And it was nice for me because it was like, wow, uh, you know, I didn't get to do this last time. Um, it follows the same. Uh, we followed the same uh, protocol uh, day by day that we did last time. Uh, you know, our first night there was the was the welcome reception, or the welcome dinner. Uh, then we did the you know the fir- the second day, the first full day was uh, soda fountain, the soda shop, Hints. the El Cap the El Capitan Hints. Theater. I mean, uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live, uh, and uh, uh, then over to the Jim Henson Studios, which they switched that up a little bit too, which was even, which was just that, that's just so, such a wonderful place. We had such a great time with Jim Henson Studios, really. And then over to Walt's Barn, where uh, Disneyland correspondent slash stalker <laughs> Nancy. Nancy Johnson. Was waiting for us. Was waiting for us in the parking lot. It was on my way home from work. Like, <laughs> she repelled off the Hollywood sign. <laughs> I'm just on my way home from work. In a ninja costume. <laughs> and then and then follows the bus back to the hotel. God love her. God love her. I love you to death, woman. I really do. I love you to death. You're insane, but I love you to death. Um, and... Uh, I can imagine her following that bus on those highways <laughs> 90 miles an hour. You know, driving with one foot, hanging out the, <laughs> hanging out the window, trying to grab onto the bus. Um, what was, again, what was one of the things that was very nice about this trip, and it was evident right from the beginning, 
was that it was a smaller group. And I think we were all able to kind of that helped a lot. bond quicker. Yeah. And it was a tr- – and, and, I mean, our, our last group was great as well. I'm not taking anything away from that. This group was just wonderful. It was Our last such- group had almost a year to bond also. Yeah. We had chats. They chatted on the boards. So our last group had a lot more time to get to know one another yeah, prior a- to departure. Mm-hmm. A quickie. And this group, this group made up for lost time uh, just on, in the weeks leading up to this trip and then on the trip itself. And it was just nice for Walter and I uh, to have that one-on-one time with people and really really get to know. I, I really feel like I made 19, 20 new friends. Um, You're saying that because maybe one of them you didn't like so much? No, because I'm, <laughs> I guess it would be 19 because Walter and I were 20 and 21. But um, it was uh, – that, that, that was really cool. Um, going- Can I just interject something here before you go on? That's the one thing that people, when they write to me and tell me how they liked their adventure – that's the one thing that always comes back. I never expected to meet new friends. I expected to travel with other people. I made a whole bunch of new friends. Well, and that uh, well, that's it. Now, which, uh, after this is one of the reasons I, I want to go on every one of them next year because now on two trips, I mean, we've made some really Walter and I've made some really really good friends on this trip. There's not one person that was on this trip that I would not gladly travel with again, in a group or otherwise. There was not one person on this trip yeah. that I would not, and I, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, it just, it was great. And even the guide said, our guides, Michael, uh, who was our guide, also our guide uh, on uh, our trip in April, and Dean, this, and this was actually Dean's first Adventures by Disney. He has been with Disneyland Guest Relations for 20 years. As a matter of fact, he got his 20-year ring on our, you know, at the end of our trip. Wow. And I, I, I want to I emphasize how difficult it is for a Disney cast member to get on to Adventures by Disney. 20 years in guest relations at the original Magic Kingdom. You're, in terms of Disney cast members, you're at the top of the food chain. You're the best of the best. This guy had trouble getting into Adventures by Disney. And it's, it's really clear. I mean, because Michael was just... Well, Michael was wonderful on the last trip. Michael was spectacular on this trip. Dean was spectacular. Everybody fell in love with our guides. Everybody fell in love with the guides. They were just wonderful. And that's been the, that, that has definitely been a consistent theme of these trips for me. The Australia trip, the April trip, this trip. I've got a... a, a Walter and I have our own personal Adventures by Disney trip coming up in, uh, in October. And I'm, I'm guessing those, those uh, cast members will be great as well. They better be. <laughs> oh, the one thing I was going to mention before we get too far away is if you want to travel alone, an Adventures by Disney trip would be a great one because we had three, three different people traveling by themselves. And they never felt left out. They always felt a part of. They had a great time. And they mentioned that. They, they, they brought that up quite a bit that normally I would not travel by myself. But, you know, I took a chance on this and I'm so glad I did. One of our travelers from April has written to me and told me that he enjoyed the vacation more than any vacation he's ever taken. And I think one of the things is that there's always somebody to travel with. But if you wanted to go off on your own, you have that option. Yes. And has rebooked for next year. 
It's two of the people from your trip booked on Saturday. They weren't on the ground 24 hours when they rebooked this adventure. I know. They had a good time. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. They're, I'm going to get to do it with them again. Well, they're they not were, going with you. I'm, I'm kidding. going on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on, just try and keep me away. They specifically asked that they not travel. Yes. <laughs> um, the... Uh, one of the differences was, and I can mention this because uh, it will not be an option next year, uh, we did get to meet Dave Smith uh, in, at the Disney Archives. Dave Smith, the, the chief archivist for the Walt Disney Company, is retiring in October, so he will not be on the uh, tours next year. With that, said, with that said, I did videotape his entire presentation. Once he retires, I will put that up on the site. I do not want to ruin it for anybody else going on the Backstage Magic tours between now and October. Because he really was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Our last trip in April, we missed him by hours, you know. By minutes. Yeah. We missed him by minutes. He had a, a family event and left just before we got there. Yep. And that's because we were, we were held up at, uh, uh, at Mickey's of Glendale. Uh, which well, we held up Mickey's of Glendale. Now, I, yeah, basically. Uh, also, during our trip to Imagineering, um, some, some differences... The big one was, you know, uh, at one point they take us through an area where Imagineers are working on things, and we saw the model for uh, the expansion of Fantasyland, which was there last uh, last April. Except this time, we got to spend quite a bit of time with an Imagineer explaining to us about that expansion. So I'm happy I, I texted this in during the uh, mm-hmm. show last week, but uh, they are not the rumors of them scaling back the expansion of Fantasyland. Uh, are somewhat inaccurate. They are not scaling back the expansion. What they are scaling back is going to be the size of uh, the uh, um, uh, fairies. Uh, Pixie, Pixie Hollow. Thank you. Right. Uh, what they decided to do instead of uh, expanding that the way they were going to is because they're basically taking over Toontown uh, with this expansion. They're adding a circus theme to Toontown. And there's going to be three big tents with character interaction and all that other stuff. Uh, that had not been in the original plans. Because so, uh, uh, Pixie Hollow was going to take over all that space. So that's what they scaled back. Uh, the actual, uh, and, and i got to tell you, from the look of the, this model, I really got a good chance to look at this model. This is going to be pretty spectacular. This is really going to be pretty spectacular. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see. It is uh, what they do. J- just from going over there and walking around Fantasyland, it's weird looking over the fence and seeing like construction uh, and all that stuff going on. You big old piles of mud. I mean, they brought in a lot of dirt. When Taylor saw the little mural that shows Ariel's world, you know, her little spot in the Fantasyland area, she's like, "This is going to be here." She's like, "When?" I'm like, "I'm not sure." I'm like, yeah, like, it's gonna be a while. You're gonna have to wait. But she is really excited about that because that's her favorite. And Imagineers are hard at work on it. Uh, they were working on a lot of that stuff while we were there. And uh, getting to walk through Imagineering is, and, and that was, you know, that was one of the things I was concerned about. That you know, we had talked about that on our, or the show we really went over uh, that trip in detail. And I was really concerned that some of that that electricity or excitement of going to Imagineering might have been lessened because of it. It wasn't. Not at all. Uh, 
As a matter of fact, this group spent a lot more time in the hallways just looking at the pictures. Oh, my God. Just walking down the hall took them forever. That's why it took us so long to get to everything. He and I were hanging back trying to look at everything. That's how I saw the Florida room. We were rushing. Part of the problem was we were rushing between these places, and I thought, I want to soak this all in. Well, one of the suggestions we made to our guides, you said, you know, not that it isn't wonderful, but, you know, more time in Imagineering is better than less. Right. And he said the problem is that, you know, they don't do these tours. And, you know, these guys are working on a lot of other stuff. So it's really hard to, which I can appreciate. I can understand. Let me ask you a question. I don't want a specific information, but there was a big surprise during our trip. Yes. Yes. Same surprise. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad we did not give that away. Yeah. And I don't want, and I really want to remind everybody who's on the trip with us not to give that away. Uh, you guys were really happy that we didn't. Um, and I, I would like that to be a thing going forward very that special. we yeah, don't, don't give away the surprises. Uh, but it was there, and same reaction, same gasp in the room. Uh, it, it's just a uh, it's a tremendous – and if you're going on this trip, do, do not read any of the trip reports. Do, do yourself a favor. Be surprised. Be surprised. Don't read any of the trip reports. Uh, it's uh, – it was great. In Mickey's of Glendale was great. There was new stuff. I think there's new stuff. Always. All the time. And uh, they are now prepared for large groups who spend a lot. <laughs> they have satellite registers ready to go if, uh, if, if needed. They can pull out a satellite register uh, right on the spot and start ringing more people up. I know you didn't spend as much. Was there any big spenders mm-hmm. on your group? No. I don't think we had any... Uh, I don't think we had any major... No, not like us or the Langs or anything. Nobody like clearing no. all the pins off the no. wall? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but everybody was really happy with Mickey's of Glendale. People got a lot of cool stuff. Did this group have their prepaid FedEx labels in their boxes ready? Um, I don't know. We all warned them about Walter's adventures in, in shipping last year. <laughs> I was there for hours. Yeah, so I suggested that everybody come with prepaid, pre-printed FedEx labels in those flat one-rate boxes. Yeah. So I think you had some folks who might have been prepared this year. Yeah, it was. This uh, trip. And then we, you know, after uh, the tour of the studios where we got a chance to see Sally Field. Uh, <clears throat> filming uh, Brothers and Sisters. It's just a good thing I wasn't there. I just want you to know. Well, they had security at the one door where you could get out there. They had security there to keep anybody from going out. I mean, they were they were not letting were anybody. Playing. Were there windows? There were oh, windows. Yeah. Sally would have known I was there. <laughs> it was the big doors. Uh, the they probably would have escorted you from the lot. I'm sure they would have. <laughs> Sally. Screaming Sally. Sally. Um, and, uh, and that was cool. That was cool. I, I mean, again... Uh, getting to uh, go through the, the you know the Disney Studios, and then keep in mind that these are tours. You know, uh, backstage at the El Capitan, uh, Jim Henson Studios, uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Imagineering, Walt Disney Studios. It's not like you could go somewhere and buy one of these tours. They don't exist. They are done specifically for this group, only for Adventures by Disney. That's the only way you get to see this stuff, and. I thought maybe the second time around it would be a little less. I thought so too. Exciting. It wasn't. It was it not. Wasn't. It was just as exciting as the first time. Actually, I think it was more enjoyable because I was able to pay attention to details I missed the first time, mm. and it was also really cool to watch everybody's reactions, kind of knowing what was coming, and watching everybody's reactions. Watching some people get emotional. A lot more emotional people there was this a, time. Yeah, at uh, Walt's apartment. I actually there we were, had weepers. This I time. had a I had a moment. I had a moment of breakdown uh, on this trip. I'll get to in a second. But uh, 
you know, uh, dinner at Club 50, or, or at Steakhouse 55, I got to tell you, was a little bit disappointing. It wasn't the same. It was um, a limited menu. You can't Well, it was a limited menu jaws. last time. It was a limited menu last time. It's just this time they didn't cook the steaks as well. I had um, to send mine back. Mine was perfect. Mine was done perfectly, but Walter and yeah. Alex's uh, both had to be sent back. We ordered medium. They came back well done. You know, when, when, well. when there's even one t- person at the table that needs to send their food back, it kind of messes with it everybody's does. meal. It does. Because you, you, you feel kind of weird eating. Eat They're waiting for their food. Oh, yeah. And we just kept saying, you know, eat, eat. Obviously, we didn't want your food to get cold. But, I mean, for it to be that, that much of a difference, because it was completely well done. Um, Surprising to hear. Yeah, I was a little surprised at that. And then, you know, we had our next day in Disneyland. Um, we were at the Grand Californian, which we're going to do. Actually, I was I was going to do a whole thing in this show about Disneyland. Uh, but we're actually going to be doing, I don't have a date yet, but in the next couple of weeks, hopefully, we're going to be recording um, a specific Disneyland show with our Disneyland correspondents. We're working on that now. Uh, I'll announce it when I, when I have a date set. But... Uh, just suffice it to say that uh, Grand Californian has never been my favorite hotel, and they did nothing on this trip to change my opinion of them. <laughs> um, it's not that it's a bad hotel. It's a completely unexceptional property. And it just seems to me as though this is a hotel that rests on its name and its location. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that their Bell Services staff seems to be Repeatedly, consistently incompetent. Max had to ship me a package um, uh, on Friday. Oh, I told him. I told him it needs to be Saturday morning overnight. I need to have it Saturday morning. He ships it out. <clears throat> Called down to Bell Services. It's not there. Call FedEx. No, we delivered it. Go back to call Bell Services again. Nope, it's not. We don't have it. I walked down to Bell Services. No, we don't have it. I'm like, yes, you do. Okay, stop looking at your computer. They've repeatedly kept saying <laughs> we do not have it. And Pete's uh, like, oh, if, yes. if, if, uh, if it comes down to between FedEx's computer and yours, really, who do you think I'm going with? And then he says, well, if it is here, because at that point, shipping and receiving is closed. So I don't care. Somebody's got a key. Get your butt in there and find my package. Well, uh, all packages need to go through screening. It could take an additional day. And I said, you're going to tell me it takes you longer to bring a package up five stories than it did for FedEx to ship it across country? Oh, hell no. Get my package and get it to me. Now I'm getting mad. And, of course, 30 minutes later, I had, and, of course, it required me going down to Bell Services and getting upset. 30 minutes later, lo and behold, the package that hadn't been delivered magically appears. Now, I would normally write that off to a fluke. If this hasn't happened to me four or five times in the course of the last five or six years at the Grand Californian, where I've had to have something delivered to me out there and something went wrong at Bell Services and the thing either didn't get to me in time or it got to me really late and they say they don't have it. And this is what I'm talking about. We, have some, we had some cast members at the Grand Californian that were out of this world and we had some that acted like they were getting root canal being there. And I just don't get it. If you're going to charge that much money for a hotel room, I'm sorry. You've got to deliver more than this inconsistent garbage that that hotel keeps pumping out. And that's why, for my money, it's the Disneyland Hotel. I've never had a bad experience there. Uh, And the new rooms at the Disneyland. (laughs) Incredible. Go to my Facebook page. I've got pictures of them up on my Facebook page. Uh, 
just amazing. And there's links to all of our Facebook pages in the show notes page. Did I tell you my laundry problem at the Grand Californian? No. It was our first night there, and we were we went upstairs and got ready. We were coming down for dinner. We were late for that dinner. I thought I was doing a good thing. I brought our dry cleaning down to the front desk. Oh, I can't take that. What do you mean you can't take it? It has to be left in your room for the, the yeah, maid to pick I, up. I think that's normal at most hotels. Well, okay, so, right. So it has to be left in your room. Okay, we're late for a dinner. Can I leave it here? Oh, no. You can't leave it here. But can't I just leave it here for an hour while I go in front of dinner? No, sir. We can't handle your laundry here. It has to be left on the bed. So we had to run back to the room, had to leave the laundry on the bed, and come back and be late for dinner. That's why you were late. Mm-hmm. I'll never forgive you for being late. I know. When am I ever late for a meal? I know there was something wrong. I think we had a problem there, too, but it was not with the laundry service, because I went and did some laundry of our own in their laundromat, whatever, and several of our shirts were ruined, because their washers apparently were not cleaned properly, because they're those front loaders, you know? Yeah. And those can gather mildew and whatever else tons, right there in the front. Tons of mildew on the... It yes. mess up your clothes? Yes. Well, I washed a load of whites... I had no idea. So we went downstairs and we showed them, you ruined two of our shirts. Well, they gave us a voucher for 50 bucks or something. And we're like, well, you can buy a new shirt at the Disney store. Yeah, right. <laughs> which is fine. Nice which that. is very yeah, nice. Of them. nice. At least they did compensate they did for something, it. something, exactly. But, you know, you need to look and make sure that you are cleaning your things properly, especially if guests are using these and their clothes are getting ruined. Yeah. The uh, the only experience I had that was flawless from start to finish the Grand Californian was room service. Um, very very nice, really professional. Every time you called, they were just great. Is like what you expect from a Disney cast member. Delivered the f- the food was good. The food was hot. The food was delivered within a half an hour, and it was delivered by somebody who looked like he was happy to be there. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> flawless. And we ordered room service quite a bit. I think every night, every, almost every night. Uh, we were too exhausted to leave anywhere. Well, no, no, no it just no. the timing We'd of the meals. We would just come the, back. The timing of the meals, <laughs> the timing of the meals, and the timing of when I have to take my meds. My meds have to be taken with food. So uh, by the time, just the way the, the timing of the tours was working out, I had to have something to eat when I got back to the room in order to take my medication. The thing too is, as you as an active person, probably won't understand this, but when we go out and do things like walking around, it makes us <laughs> one time hungrier. There's a lot of walking on this so trip. Like, no, honestly. Dinner, and yeah. Kevin and I will get back there and be like, I'm starving. No, yeah. you see, it wasn't that. It really wasn't. Oh, it, we were not. No, it was just, it was really because I had to take my meds and I have to have food with my meds. So He's the same way, John. Is we he? had dinner one night with Taylor and he's like, we get home. Like 45 minutes later, he's like, you might think I'm crazy, but I'm hungry again. I'm like, you're crazy. So we had our, our, our tour of Disneyland um, th- that day, that next day, and our last day, of course, a tour of California Adventure, which is where I had my, my emotional break. I, th- I think it was a combination of, uh, uh, of, of the trip coming to an end. And it was in Soren where I got emotional the last time. Last time, but except this time, I mean, it was. I, I mean, I really got. I mean, they were handing me tissues. I really got emotional, and uh, it was, uh, you know, and that it was funny because uh, Dean had said to me, uh, uh, one of our guides, that uh, that really moved him. That really moved him. That I, that the whole experience of the tour and that that particular event at, at Soren. Uh, got to me so much that you know, and because there was a lot of tears on this trip in terms of people getting a chance to see things that they've never never thought they would get a chance to see, and for Disney fans, a lot of this stuff that we're getting to see on this trip 
is pretty spectacular. Yeah. Uh, you know, Walt's apartment. That had a lot of tears. A lot of people were tears. Had a lot of tears. You know, that was my third time in. I'm like, whatever. Now you get here. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, now you guys had a chance to go to Club 33 on this trip. Mm-hmm. Yes. How was it? It was good. It was good. It was good. I bet it was a lot different than our experience because we were so packed in there. It also, I don't think the breakfast was as good wow. for me. I, I don't know. Um, Did you pick out the menu this time? Ah. John and I designed the menu the last time yeah. we were there in April. Oh, okay. This, um, I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was a very good breakfast, but it was not as good as our April breakfast. Did they have a whole bunch of people lined up ready to help shoppers? Nope. They had order forms that they handed to everybody with pens, fill it out, give it to them. Are they smart or what? Yeah. So they, you know, I think we help them learn better ways to do it. And what I love about Disney in general and Adventures by Disney in specific, they learn. It's obvious they're paying attention to these tours. They're paying attention to the feedback on these tours. They are working really hard to adjust and fine-tune and make it perfect. And I I really appreciate that level of management. And I saw it so clearly uh, uh, on this trip. I saw it so clearly on the last trip. Um, Somebody on one of the adventures, not one of ours, complained about the guides texting all the time. Actually, it was about ours. Wow. I don't think... uh, Did Michael say it was one of ours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it was such a big group, things would get behind, (sighs) so they're always texting, always calling, trying to accommodate us. People need to understand that they're not texting their friends, what are you doing tonight? They are in constant communication with the next location to let them know Mm -hmm. what time we're going to be arriving. And we had so many people, we were falling behind, so he had to make arrangements. So I don't know who complained about it, but if you're listening, you got it wrong. They were not... They were texting because, and they were on the phones because they were trying to make sure that everything was ready for us where we went. That's why you go on Adventures by Disney trip. You're not waiting. You're not held up. And I thought one of the most spectacular things is the way they did this seamlessly. Seamlessly. That we never got to the next location and were told, you have to wait. You're early. You're late. It was we moved from one thing to another, exactly. and they were very fluid in how we took longer in Mickey's of Glendale. They actually said to us on the trip, "We can spend longer here, but that's going to cut into your lunchtime." And everybody thought the same thing. Oh, okay, I can eat later. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now I, I have to tell you, start to finish, top to bottom, I had absolutely no issues with well, the, this trip. The one thing that was amazing. Because we have the you know the park hopper that we had with it, and we had the we were going to go see the World of Color, oh, which yeah. you had to have a fast pass to see. So Pete and I wanted to see it again. Yeah, I think it's important though to really oh. specify that World of Color is the most popular thing to happen in California or, or it's Disneyland in a long time, and with very very good reason. It's fantastic. I will get into it on our Disneyland show, but I, I posted this on my Facebook page. It's better than Illuminations. And I never thought I would ever I, – I, when I went to go see that show for the first time, I, that was just not a possibility in my head that I would say, better than Illuminations. After watching it, it was the first thing I turned to him and said, it's better than Illuminations. That's how good this is. So, and it's extremely popular, and the only way to see it is to get a fast pass. Now this hosts like 4,000 people at a time, so there's like 12,000 people seeing this a day. But if you don't have a fast pass, you can't do it. So we were talking about we wanted to see it again. So Pete and I were trying to figure out how we could 
Go get a fast pass. Disney, Disneyland resort guests get into California Adventure a half hour early to get these fast passes. And go ahead. And Michael heard us talking and then talked to the group and took everyone's ticket, went in early, got everyone's fast pass with their tickets, and then handed them out. Yeah, later. he wasn't like pulling guest relations strings to get these fast passes. He, he went in the way any guest would go in at the same time as any guest would go in and got it for us. And then wow. did it again the next night mm-hmm. for us. We saw it three times, and you have to have the fast passes, and he made sure we had them. That's incredible. He and was the, way above it. And the yeah. third time we did, uh, those two times we did it with Adventure by, Adventures by Disney, the third time we did a dinner package at Ariel's, which I'll review uh, on our show. Just suffice it to say, dinner was wonderful. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, but this is what I'm talking about. I mean, when I, when I say that they won me in April... They they just solidified my 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 decision to promote them and to uh, sell them through dreams and to co- coordinate these trips through the show uh, with this last trip. I, I I I trust them. I trust them to give us a great experience. I trust them to uh, work these trips and adjust these trips and 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 fine tune these trips to make them better. Uh, I was a little nervous when I was told that they'll be making changes to the trips next year. But I am I more doubt excited. to move anything that's popular, though. Well, you got to say the, the itinerary they put out is the same. So I think the major things are going to be the same. You're still right. going to go to Imagineering. You're still going to go to the studios. I just I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they do. But flawless, flawless trip. Uh, I'm really glad I added on the extra days. It made a huge difference. Um, we added on three nights. Two nights probably would have sufficed, because yeah. uh, by the third night, we were just, I mean, Sunday, we were useless Sunday. We just couldn't do anything Sunday. I just want to let you know that prices have gone up on the extra nights with Adventures by Disney for next year. Okay. Do you want to give us numbers or just? Uh, an extra night at the Grand Californian, if you're a single traveler, is $507. Oh. If you're a double occupancy traveler, it's 570 And I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now, we'll work with everybody to get rooms at one of the other Disneyland hotels because I'm sorry, the grand isn't worth $500 a night. Almost six. And this um, is no tickets. This is just the hotel room. Oh, that's crazy, Tom. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because the rooms, weren't, the, the rooms, if you book them yourselves, aren't going for that. So I don't understand why they would be charging yeah. that, but, you know, okay. So, it, but uh, honestly, adding a couple of nights to the end of this trip is a good idea because you really, that decompression time, and a lot of what you see, even though you do get free time in the parks and, and they do give you fast passes uh, for your free time uh, during the Adventures by Disney trip, a lot of the people who, this was their first trip to Disneyland, really wanted to spend, go back in the park and just spend more time and do things that they didn't get a chance to do and see things they didn't get a chance to see. So especially if it's your first time to Disneyland, I really suggest uh, looking at adding a couple of post nights to the trip. Something that gets asked quite frequently, you're given a park hopper for the length of the adventure. Mm -hmm. 
you do have enough days to cover the last day after the correct yes you, that, after the farewell breakfast yes you can yes. stay all day the other thing adventures by disney will provide transportation well into the late evening if you want to spend the entire day there yeah the other question i get asked all the time is no you cannot do anything else with these tickets nope you cannot apply no. them to an annual pass no, no you can't upgrade them you can't add no expiration options to them but they are good for the final day they are even if you are sick one day and don't use one of the uh, days on the pass um those passes expire on the last day of the adventure which is the morning of the farewell breakfast they're actually stamped with the dates of their back. correct right so that's important to uh, but we uh, upgraded what we upgraded walter's uh disney world annual pass to the premium the premier pass which i gotta tell you you know the premier pass if you're going to get both parks, both both coasts, saves you about four hundred dollars. Really does. And the uh, the discounts you get with this was pretty. I saved phenomenal. I saved almost three hundred dollars this trip using the, getting the discounts on my annual pass out there. Almost three hundred dollars. How much would you save if you didn't buy the stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so. Now, it was it was an awesome trip, an awesome, awesome trip. Anybody, uh, honest, honestly, honestly, don't take my word for it. Talk to the people who were just on this trip. Talk to the people who were on it in April. But don't get details. This is a great, 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 great trip. And a lot of people were saying the same things we were on the last one. Um, by the middle of the trip, when we do Imagineering, Mickey's of Glendale and the studio tour, people were getting on the bus saying, if the trip ends now, it was worth every penny I paid. Because for a lot of people, the next two days at Disneyland were all a bonus. Icing on the cake. Because at the point that you go to Mickey's of Glendale and you do all that stuff, and you go through Imagineering, if you're a Disney fan, uh, it's what every, uh, not everybody, but uh, I spoke to many people on our trip who said that, so... But it was great. It was wonderful. Guys, I loved, loved, loved being on vacation with you guys this past week. I think I speak for Walter as well. Oh, it was phenomenal. Um, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Made some great friends. And uh, oh, I can't wait to do them next year. I'm so excited to do them next year. So that's it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is. It is. All right. So we're going to move on. And Kevin Close. Went back to Portobello Yacht Club. Last review was not so uh, positive. I wonder how this this one turned out. It is no longer Portobello Yacht Club. It is now just Portobello. The Yacht Club closed. <laughs> Sank. Uh, the Portobello menu has changed since the last time we were there. The last time we were there, we talked about a create-your-own Anapasto platter. Mm-hmm. That has since gone away. Okay. That was that, kind of expensive. Uh, it, no. Actually, that was a bargain compared to what you get now. Um, You could create your... Actually, no. This is... I want to start out by saying this is a very measured review. There were hills and valleys, and there's a twist at the end. We had heard about the meatball bar at Portobello, and there was a great deal of discussion on the boards about it. Portobello now offers a meatball bar at the bar. They have four different meatball sandwiches. It's a single meatball on a ciabatta, ciabatta roll. A ciabatta roll. They're $1.95 each for three of them. There's a beef. There's a pork and veal. There is a salmon. A salmon. There's, there's chicken. A, and a chicken, excuse me. Chicken and sage. Uh, 
salmon and tarragon, I believe. And then there's a pork and veal. Now, again, you cannot go in and sit down in the restaurant and order these. They have to be eat or ordered at the bar. I explained that we had someone in a wheelchair who can't sit at the bar. Could we order them at the bar and take them to the table? And I was told that, yes, I could do that. However, they're asking that if you want to go in and have these, you go in and sit at the bar. The reason for this is they have allotted a very small space in the kitchen to handle these, and that this, that small space cannot accommodate the entire restaurant. They also have some um, handcrafted ales and beers that are produced right here in Orlando. I apologize. I don't drink. I didn't have any of those. We did try all four of the meatballs. Are they like meatball sliders, perhaps? They are meatball sliders. That's okay. exactly what they are. Okay. Uh, all of them were quite successful and quite tasty. The I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I didn't find a huge flavor dis- difference between the three of the meat ones. And we had those first, and then we got to the salmon one. The salmon one was the least favorite. Mm. It was very fishy, very off-putting. There were four of us. Three of us split one slider because we did order these in addition to meals. So everybody got a bite of one. Did you see any real taste difference between one and the other? No, as a matter of fact, we did this whole thing where we went, I think I just had the beef. No, you had the turkey. No, I uh, Right. It was like, they oh, all no. sort of tasted and the they same. All said, they good. all tasted the same until you got to that fish one. And everybody said the same thing. I'm glad I didn't have this first because I don't think I would have gone any further. And you all eat wow. salmon a lot, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this was like this was, bad, it oily. Didn't, it didn't work. It's not meant to be in a ball. Um, we know your issues. Yeah, with we, ball. <laughs> you don't like meat in a ball. <laughs> They're, Sorry. They're a dollar ninety five each except for the salmon, which is two ninety five, and you can get five, three for five dollars. Again, I this would be a a good lunch if you were just looking for something fast. We're willing to sit at the bar and have a, a drink or a beer or a glass of wine. Three for five dollars would probably be enough for anybody for lunch. They're little meatball sliders. I don't think they're fuss worthy. I mean, it's not something that I would book plane fare from someplace else to come get a meatball sandwich. Bar food. At best. Fancy bar food. Oh, okay. At best. Okay. It, the, best, the best thing about it is the price. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's a meatball on a little roll. <laughs> and that's, that's as far as it goes. It's not bad. It's just not anything that I would break out of sweat over. But don't order the salmon one, whatever you do. Yeah, I would skip the salmon one. Um, speaking of... The Anapasto make-your-own platter. We ordered the Grande Misti. I'm sure I'm skewering that word. It's prosciutto, soppressata, parmigiano-reggiano, pecorino-toscano, bocconcini, ricotta, and winter park honey crostini, oven-dried tomato crostini, and house-made farmer's market pickled vegetables. It serves four to six people. I took a picture of this. It serves four to six people who want a t- t- just a tidbit. Uh, the ricotta or on, me. <laughs> <laughs> the ricotta on um, crostini, and they were very excited about the fact that this win- this honey came from Winter Park. I-, I don't care if it comes from Sarasota. I don't care if it comes from Texas. It tastes like honey. Um, it wasn't anything special. This was twenty four dollars. 
Ooh. It was very expensive and not worth the money at all. Um, I, as I said, I, I took a picture of it. Hang on just a second. I'll show you the picture so you can see that. I realize people listening can't see the picture. But we also had the soup, which was um, a minestrone soup. Uh, what else did we have? I forget. I can guess. <laughs> can I start guessing? No. Um <laughs> We ordered the appetizer for the table. That's we, a picture of the Anapasto platter for $24. It looks beautiful. It's it gorgeous. Looks like, it looks like a it lot is of gorgeous. Food, not worth the money at all. Um, the meats on it were fatty. This honey crostini thing was good. vile. I'm sorry. Don't put honey on cheese. It's just oh, no, right. I love honey on cheese. This was yes, just awful. honey and cheese toast. Mm. There is a, Did you ever have honey and ricotta? No, that sounds gross. That's what this is. That's what this is on a little piece of toast. It just it didn't work. The prosciutto was hard. The bruschetta was hard. I mean, it was just it wasn't worth twenty four dollars. We did have the soup, which was a minestrone. We also tried something which is new on the menu: Sicilian eggplant fries with tomato basil sauce. Okay, we've eaten there recently, and that was the best thing we had. Now we've been to other with places. Eggplant fries? I didn't even like them. Oh, you didn't? I, was just gonna say, I they liked were too them. Too thin. It's little tiny shoestrings of eggplant. We've been other places where they do this with zucchini and Parmesan cheese, and it's excellent. We found these to be absolutely flavorless. They were fl- it was nothing but fried batter. Fried. It's just fried. Did you like the sauce, the tomato sauce? Yes. That, I think but I felt like I was though. dipping fried shoelaces or something. Yeah, I didn't think they were anything special. Uh, we moved on. We had I had the chicken farfalle, which has been a, a classic on Portobello's menu. It's snow peas, asparagus, tomatoes, Parmesan, cream sauce, and bow tie pasta. John had the gnocchi, which is potato dumplings with Nona's Sunday pork ragu. And one of our other folks had the linguine with clams, lemon, white wine, and garlic. Each of these is in the $21.95 to $24.95 range. The fourth person in our group just decided they were going to share the rest of our meals, so we ordered three meals for four people. The person, the fourth person did order a side order of mashed potatoes. The entrees all came out. Um, I will tell you that I felt that we were... We sat down. We had our meatball sliders. Before our meatball sliders were done, we had our appetizers. Before our appetizers were done, we had our entrees. That's how it was for I us. I don't like that. That's horrible. We had, and it, it, that's through no doing them. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't manage this. Right. We just let it happen. And you you shouldn't have to. At, at, at those prices, you shouldn't have you to. You end right. up with a buffet in front of you. Right. Or you're trying to consolidate food and on a plate. I'm constantly putting food on different plates because the trend in restaurants is that you have to put six bites of food. On a truck tire. Right. On a plate. That looks like a truck hubcap. It's and you think to yourself, where am I going to put all these things? Um, the entrees. Oh, our our server was wonderful. Our server was quite good. We did have to send the order of mashed potatoes back. We said, could you just run these under the broiler and heat them up a little bit? It was as far as food was concerned. It was the only misstep, other than whether we liked it or we didn't. I don't see where there was a problem. There was nothing wrong in the execution of the antipasto. There was a lot of stuff on it that we didn't think was worth $24. Uh, My gnocchi was fantastic. John loved his. Mine was missing 
an item. <laughs> Mine was supposed to have asparagus in it. And the waitress actually saw me sort of picking through, and she said to me, what are you looking for? I said, I don't find any asparagus in this. Well, they said, let me take care of that for you. And they disappeared into the kitchen to bring me some asparagus to put in it. Mine was terrific. It hasn't changed. Uh, The only thing I would suggest if you're going to order the farfalle is to order a little extra sauce on the side. Because they tend to make it, I like it a little juicier. I like a little more of the cream sauce. There doesn't seem to be enough as far as I'm concerned. And the person who ordered the linguine with clams asked us all to taste her linguine with clams. And every one of us came up with the same decision. It was bitter. And in my opinion, it was because they had burnt the car- burnt the garlic. And burnt garlic tends to be very, very bitter. However, yeah. the funny part was she was three-quarters of the way done with her meal. No, this wasn't a complaint. Right. She said... Tastes. What do you think of it? Because we were saying to her, she's not a typical restaurant reviewer with us. So I said, I really am going to need some feedback from you. She said, go ahead and taste it and tell me what you think. And John and I both tasted it, and all three of us came up with the same consensus. This has a bitter quality to it, and I think it is because the, the garlic was burnt. We ordered dessert. We had uh, the, creme t- uh, the creme brulee, the which they don't chocolate. call creme brulee. They call it... Brulee creme. No, they call it white chocolate custard, but it is a creme brulee. It has the crispy glazed or the crispy burnt sugar top on it. We also had an order of the chocolate paradise, which is rich chocolate layer cake with chocolate ganache and toffee crunch. And John had something called chocolate ravioli, which were chocolate truffles with biscotti. And these were six ninety five. These are little chocolate candies. This was the biggest ripoff. <laughs> It was three little chocolate candies. No, two. Two little chocolate candies for $7. Yeah. The food was, as I said, two of us liked our entrees. One of us thought it was kind of poorly executed because it was bitter. Uh, The chocolate dessert was stellar. That cake was really good. The chocolate cake was good. The The creme brulee. was really good. Right. The soup was good. So there were hills and valleys. So as... The waitress came over at the end of the meal. She specifically... Now, John and I obviously finished our food. There was some food left in her plate. And she, the waitress said to the person dining with us, what did you think about that? And she said, I think they burnt the garlic. I think it was a little bitter. That was the... And it was just a throwaway comment. The only other thing we had asked was that... Would the mashed potatoes be heated? So it wasn't that we had... A litany of complaints. Our meal was condensed in that things came right on top of one another. Um, that was it. Otherwise, we had. I thought we had had a decent meal. It was a an overpriced meal for what we got, but it was still. You have to take into account you're at Disney. No real complaints other than those two things, and it was those weren't even real complaints. Can you heat this up? And it was a little bitter. And here's the twist. I have a feeling we were snagged. Oh, what do you mean? They knew who they were. As it was time for the check to arrive, a manager came over and very, very nicely said, because of the complaints you've had, I'm going to comp your entire meal. And you hadn't complained at all during the meal? The manager from Shutters should be coming to my house and cooking. (laughs) (laughs) And And doing our laundry. Right, he should be doing my laundry and raking leaves. 
we asked for potatoes to be heated up, and offhandedly, as oh, the waitress did offer the to remake the linguine right. with clams, and she even said the person had even joked and said, "Well, I ate three, three quarters, quarters of, of it, so it couldn't have been that bad." So it so, wasn't like, "Oh my god, this is awful! Take this back, redo it," which we wouldn't do anyway on mm-hmm. a review. Right. It was just very odd. She came over and she said, "Because of the." Issues you had with your We meal. understand that you came in specifically to try our meatballs. So because of the issues you had, we're going to comp your meal. And we all sat there dumbfounded. And we said, it, the issues weren't that bad. Was it the Diz Unplugged <laughs> shirt that gave me away? <laughs> I am Kevin's shirt. Or <laughs> I don't make a reservation in my name. I don't wear anything that says the Diz is it, on it. Is it possible that... Just the minor problems you had. Perhaps the manager is. It's possible. It's I, I, very she possible. didn't say. Which, I know who you are, and I want a good review. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just suggesting. I got the feeling that she knew who we were and what we were doing. Okay. Because when she came over to explain it to us, it was like she was stumbling for the right words to say. So it was kind of like not like I understand. You, you return this, and this wasn't hot enough, and you had this problem or that problem. And I thought asking when somebody, the only thing they've ordered is mashed potatoes, I don't think asking to have them run under the broiler is a big deal. That is their entire meal. Mm-hmm. I think asking for them a little bit warmer is not a, I don't, I didn't see that as a huge. And Kevin missing his asparagus, he didn't say anything. The waitress figured it out. You know, you know when we went, um, going back to the appetizer, our food, our food was out. We were eating our food, and the appetizer was still, what, even not even halfway completed. He's like, I could take this off the menu for you. It looks like you don't even like it. I'm like, oh, no, we'll pick at it. Bill, take it off your bill. Right. Then maybe if, that was, if they did the same thing with you, maybe this is just new management. And, you know, good for them. I... I you know something. We, never, we, we didn't complain once about it, but he he just looked at it and saw that we it wasn't gone. Then maybe they've got a whole new attitude. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we weren't. Just seems weird. See, I've never I've never had a problem with the service. At, Me neither. This. We didn't I've, have a problem well, with the service. I, yeah, no, this is what I'm saying is I've never had a problem with the service. I've had I've had good meals there. I've had bad meals there. That's the problem. It's always mm-hmm. been so uneven. Yeah. The last time we were there was a couple of years ago. There were six of us, and the six of us described it. Well, one lady who never complains about anything described it as the worst food she's ever been served in her entire life by a rude waiter. Wow. Yeah, I never want to eat there again. Our waiter was great. I mean, he, reminded, he was, like, really hyper. He was really into his job, like like the guy off of Office Space. <laughs> that waiter just loves being a waiter. But, I mean, the food was just like, uh. And I got to say, if that's the case, if you're on top of it and that's the thing, why would you cop the entire meal? Yeah. That's it, a it big seemed, be- Right, that's a big right yeah. That's, I'm that, gonna that's guess extreme. This was a $200 meal. Wow. And... I, I could understand if I said, listen, I found a bug in my food. Right. This every entree was crap. It, this was not the case. Uh, Plates went back empty. And right. for the manager to come over and comp it. Yeah. That's where we ate when I first met. John. Yeah, right. right. It's correct. But it, everything was there bad. You should have had asparagus in your meal. The garlic should not have been burnt. Don't they the potatoes should have been hot. With their exactly. appetizer, their bread, the I, garlic. I agree I love 100%, that. but if... I, none of us, none of us complained about it, yeah. and I think if you forgot the asparagus and you're but the maybe one that's kn- why they did because you didn't complain because you weren't like, where's my asparagus? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of ifs and buts about it. It just seems really weird. The whole meal, right? That, that's we a, all got that's the big. feeling that they might have known who we were mm. and what we were doing. I, again, I could be a hundred percent wrong, and I'll own up Instead to that. Instead of making a reservation next time under um, Kevin Majai. Oh no! Make it under I, I haven't made John a name. Yeah, Close. Yeah. No. no, he used a completely made-up name. 
So we use his drag name. <laughs> M and M's no <laughs> skirt name. The Lady Shebley. No poop lacrosse. <laughs> Can you imagine? That is such a private trip between John. <laughs> we got a new scooper for figure out. And Kevin said it looks like you would play lacrosse with it. So I said, okay, we'll go on and play poop lacrosse. <laughs> he said, that sounds like a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> poop lacrosse. Oh, my. All right. On that note. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for that, Kevin. That is going to do it for our show this week. We. Hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another episode of the Disney Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.